everyone, and welcome to state-sponsored programming. I'm Sophie Dasko. I'm Will Blyseth. I'm Catherine Buckler. And today we are going to be discussing religion. So some of the things that we're going to talk about today are the philosophical aspect of religion, religious ethics and values that are present in society, and also religion that's present in government. It's called the theocracy, which they do exist around the world. So I think that if Catherine Bubba is in mind, leading us off with the philosophical aspects of religion, Catherine, how does religion relate to philosophy? <clears throat> well, religion relates to philosophy, um, more or less because humans, I believe, like, came up with religion as more of, like, a comfort for, like, the unknown. Like, when you think back historically with, like, the, not polytheism, but when there was more, it was like paganism, basically. When they didn't understand something, it was the gods that did it. And as humans kind of started to understand the world more and more, the philosophical aspect of religion got more complicated. Um, and then eventually it got to the point where, like, wars are raging over <laughs> philosophical ideas and who's right and who's wrong. Um, so that's kind of my, <laughs> the limit of my knowledge. <laughs> so even yeah. though you say that religion was sort of invented in order to assuage the human psyche, that was comforting to people, but you do have historical figures such as Jesus Christ, okay. who is a religious figure, and well, Muhammad. I have absolutely, like, zero, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to attack you or anything, but in my own personal belief, um, and not to offend anyone else, I think more or less those people were conmen isn't the right word i just think that they were really just extremely brilliant influential people who which obviously their causes were good and they were positive but i don't see them as divine i see them just as really powerful leaders who did a lot of good in the world but sometimes it can be misinterpreted and it's just totally my belief my opinions they're not right they're not wrong well, it's, it's definitely an opinion, and obviously I'm sure you're not the only one. That's wonderful. So the philosophical aspect of religion is something that's important to consider when we have the discussion, because it does play into what we think and feel today. So William, William is by far most prominent religious scholar in the room right now. So William, could you share a little bit with us, not only about your opinion and your connection to religion, but also about the ethics and values of religion that are present? Sure. So first off, I think just to add on to what Catherine was saying a little bit earlier, when people when we were talking about religion and why people are religious and people aren't, I think people want answers to questions. I think for some, as in when Catherine was referring to picking gods, um, explaining certain phenomenon, you know, we we have science that has explained a lot of stuff. There's also domains of science where they can't really answer, such as. Is there a God? Is there not a God? Is there what's right, what's wrong? This is more of a philosophical and religious question. So there, I think there's two different areas which can explain different questions, but it's to, it's to answer questions that we don't immediately know. Um, in terms of talk about my own personal beliefs, uh, I am a Christian. Uh, if I want to go specifically, more like evangelical Protestant. And to talk about what Catherine was saying a little bit earlier, which is completely respectable, I think at least my view is he was either he claimed to be the son of God. So if he wasn't God, he was crazy. But if he was, then he was God. And what leads me to the conclusion that he was God is I think that there is 
at least from like what I've read and looking at the history, in terms of Jesus being a real historical figure, the, the evidence is all there. There's more evidence that he was real and alive and walked around than there is that Julius Caesar existed. And when we're talking about things that really, you know, convinces me is large in part is that there's a lot of different, there's a, a lot of different evidence uh, for the resurrection. Because I think if he raised from the dead, that kind of proves that he's God. For example, the Talmud, uh, the, well, actually, I'll, I'll get to that later. But a part of it is that I think, so first off, no one's been able to find his body. And it was to the Romans' complete self-interest to make sure that he stayed in the grave and he stayed buried. But somehow he, he miraculously was gone. And if the in, a, in Jerusalem, if people wanted to see if he wasn't if he wasn't there, it was it was a short walk away. They could have seen it. It would have been dispelled. The reason that Christianity grew so much is in larger part because of the, that he was suddenly missing. And then you had the disciples and many other people claiming that they saw him. And I I find that when about ten of out of twelve of the disciples died for their beliefs, they clearly thought they saw him. And there's a bunch of other things I could get at, but that's just. Uh, that's essentially my personal view. And you talk about ethics, but I, I just, I think a lot of Christian values are you know, phenomenal. And clearly this is coming from a Christian, but in terms of the ideas of loving your neighbor as yourself. And the main idea that I really, that I love, that draws me close is that love isn't a feeling. It's about sacrifice and action. You know, it's, it says in, uh, I think it's John that, you know, no, no love knows greater, greater than this, that one would lay down their life for the, one's friends. And I think that's, and that's what Jesus did. And that's why I think is the greatest example of love is true sacrifice, because that's what you care about someone. You can care about someone, but if there's no action behind it, I don't think that's really love. So that's, that's my view. So what about in society? People talk a lot about Western ideals being built on Judeo-Christian values. What's your contribution to that statement? How can you explain that? Well, that's absolutely true, and I think specifically within the United States, we see a lot of those influences into uh, within our Constitution, the idea of equality before God and that people are equal before God is a completely um, Christian idea that people are inherently equal. Uh, and then there, there's other things like that, such as just Christ, Christian charity, um, you, know, give, you know, all those things. That's also that's also a Christian idea. And to be fair, there are other religions that talk about giving the poor. So that's not exclusive to Christianity, but the influences are definitely there for sure. The United States and Western democracies have, I would say, more subtle hints of Judeo-Christian values and Christianity involved in their government. We have in God we trust printed on our currency, one nation under God as part of our Pledge of Allegiance. But there are governments in the world known as theocracies, which operate solely on the words and teachings of religious figures and one of those nations is iran so i've been doing some research and reading on the nation of iran for an independent study that i have coming up this year and in doing this research and reading i find that the government of iran is extraordinarily complex i guess i'll say the values of islam are so intertwined in their government that the clergy have become these extraordinary, almost superhuman beings in their government. Their word, since it's literally the word of God, if you are believe in Islam, no one goes against it. And I think when you talk about religion, when you talk about theocracy, it's important to understand that these clergy who are interpreting the word of God, who are making the laws, making the rules, are above the rules because no one questions them. If Catherine 
is just like, I speak for God and I am a firm believer in God. I will never question anything that Catherine says. And when we look at theocracy and we look at some of the things that go on in theocratic governments, including Iran nowadays, I think that that's something that's worth mentioning and worth looking at. Without getting into anything too controversial, one of the main problems that we that the globe has been dealing with in the past few years is the rise of terrorism. And many of the terrorists that we've been confronted with have been forms of religious extremism. Now, I think that in order to best be able to have a discussion on that topic, people need to be educated on the values and principles of Islam. I personally would like to say that to, to a certain limited extent I am. And I think that it's very enlightening. I think when you watch the news and you hear about some of the things that go on, having an understanding of the teachings of Islam is very, very valuable. And I think not being prejudiced against the religion is important, but I think also understanding that religion is not infallible. I think that even Will might be able to say, there are times in Christian history where Christians have done some things that were not so great. Absolutely, yeah. And so I think that when you look at Islam, you need to understand, anyone needs to understand, that it's not all good. Nothing is all good. Christianity is not all good. Buddhism is not all good. And it's ignorant to say that we can't criticize Islam. It is all good, simply because it's a controversial topic right now. And similarly, when we talk about theocracy, if a government is bad, if a government does bad things to its people, and it happens to be a theocracy, it can still be critiqued. It is not exempt from the critique of the world for the things that it has done. But aside from that, everyone is allowed to have different views on religion. I know the three of us all have different views on religion. Catherine, what can you tell us about your views on religion, if you're okay with sharing them? What are they? Why do you feel that way? How does it influence your life? And how do you think religion influences the lives of people around you. Um, okay, first, you had, like, some brilliant points that oh. were, like, oh my god. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. Um, and you're, like, spiel. Um, and yeah, I'm fine with sharing mine. I'm going to sound like a lunatic after I say them, but yeah. <laughs> I don't really care. So there's a bit of a backstory behind it. Um, uh, my sister, Kristen, dad, or my sister Kristen, and then my dad and I, we all went on a trip to Europe. And we were in a bookstore in Paris. I picked up a book. And it was called Our Mathematical Universe. And I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. So I started reading it. And the more I read it, the more it kind of made sense to me. Where I don't really believe in, like, <laughs> like Christian or Christian, Judeo, um, just really, like, any god god. I believe that it's more like a number. And that, like, numbers are more energy, I'd say. There's stuff scientifically, like Will was saying, that, like, there's nothing on Earth that can explain it. But, like, math can explain it. And although, like, I'm only, I'm in, like, a, a B calculus right now. And although it's not, like, a high, high math class, there's still some stuff there conceptually, which just doesn't make sense how it works. Um, and basically, that's just kind of how I view religion, that it's more math and numbers and science-based than, I guess, religion-based or, like, just more like what you believe in. I think it's less less compassionate and more just straightforward, unbiased. I would use the word secular, but 
we're talking about religion, so that doesn't exactly work, but that's more how I see it. I understand what you're saying, though, and I think when you were originally explaining to us that idea, you said you can take anything in the universe from a plant to a person and reduce it on to this mathematical formula, a number, and that's kind of what you're talking about. That is a universal constant basically yeah. right like yeah. you've heard of like the things where it's like different sized infinities how from zero to one there's an infinite an infinite amount of numbers that are decimals that you could put in there but at the same time there's zero to infinity which is a different type of infinity but that infinity is it greater or less than the infinity from zero to one yeah and just, like, when you think about that, it just doesn't even make sense. And then there's even more stuff for, like, numbers, like, pi is irrational. And I'm not sure if anyone's heard of the number. Um, it's called, I think, chi or phi. But it's literally, it's called the golden ratio, and it shows up everywhere. It's, you can take, like, any, like, Renaissance painting. Like, Leonardo um, da Vinci used it in almost every single one of his paintings. And it's basically... It's in flowers. It's in, like, human bodies, the ratio. Um, they've seen it in, like, stars and in the universe and, like, mathematical concepts and music. And I think that that's more like the form of God. Absolutely. And I think that that's a very logical, rational argument. Not only that's consistent with what you're saying, that's very consistent with the idea of God. But it is pretty progressive. So if we take it back down to a more traditional sense of God... William, I know you've been chomping at the bit. You are very religious, and if if we're being completely honest here, I find your religious beliefs very admirable, and your belief very admirable. So could you please share your beliefs in and of themselves, but also why you are inspired to believe what you do? Well, again, so I'm just going to address a couple things said, then I'll get right into it. So I, what Catherine was saying was really interesting. So definitely thank you for contributing. And how I interpret it from my worldview, I guess you could say, is that we there is a there is a God that has a sense of order and then places it all throughout the universe, which I find really awesome. That math, the, that mathematical order, I find to be really interesting. So I know we will think about it in different ways. We think about it in different ways, but... Thank you for contributing that because I thought it was, I found it to be really interesting. Um, and also in terms of – I just want to make the point that when we're talking about religious ideas, I consider Christianity to be completely good. But people who are Christians can be very bad. And then there's a quote from C.S. Lewis that says, um, the, things that, the thing that draws people into Christianity is Christians and the things that uh, – like makes people step back from Christianity is Christians because you have absolute hypocrites and then you have people who actually, you know, even though everyone's a sinner, they represent it more. So I, I just want to make that point in terms of my beliefs. Well, I think that the, I believe in Jesus Christ as my uh, Lord and savior. He's the son of God. I've already talked about a little bit about the resurrection and everything things like that. But another point I found really interesting that I was talking to my dad about is when we're talking about, Jesus doing all these miracles. First off, it's always said to be in large crowds. So that always states that it makes a claim that there were witnesses there. There were, there were a lot of witnesses there. And like that's a pretty bold claim. But not only that, but the Talmud, which is a Jewish document. So I think I think after uh, Christ died, it the Jewish people, the, the, not the Jewish people, the people who wrote the Talmud who were Jewish and not Christian said they, they admitted that Jesus could do some miracles. 
but he but he was some mystic. So you see, even from people who completely oppose it, they'll like they'll concede the things he does. And I think that was really interesting. Where you see just the rise of Christianity is is just insanely interesting to me. Um, I in ter- in terms of uh, morals, uh, I basically. I try to live my life trying to become more like Christ and that process is called sanctification. So basically I'm just trying to become more like God and I, you know, I, I'm in that relationship. So I'm praying and I'm with them. And another point about Christianity that I think is core to it is it's about that, not my works, but God's works. So it, it talks in all through Romans about grace through faith. So my sin is forgiven through the sacrifice of Christ. And so because he's working through me, I become more like him and I'm a tool to be used. It's not me on my own strength um, doing good works. It's God working through me. And then when you, uh, there, there's a parable you can look up. It's called the vine, the branches where Jesus essentially talks about, I am the vine, but you are the branches and my father is the gardener. And so essentially when we are in Christ and we're with God in that relationship, we produce good fruit. And then you see actually, great things coming coming from out of us um but and then when we're separated we just kind of die off and so i think that's like a really good point to summarize the a big one of the fundamental points of christianity is it's not on my works but because of god working through me so but yeah that that's essentially a, a gist of my beliefs and there's so much more i could talk about but for the sake of time that I, I said that. Well, along but along beliefs. those lines, how do your beliefs influence your daily life? Well, I I read the Bible. I try to read the Bible daily. Um, but in terms of that relationship, uh, I basic I'm in prayer throughout the day all the time, just kind of talking to God. Sometimes I'm just like really worried, and I'll just like go to Him. Other times I just be like I'm really happy, and then you know I'm with Him. Then other times I mess up and then I, and then I got to talk with him through that. So it's almost, it's, it's so weird and interesting at the same time, but it's, it's just like what I find cool about God, which a lot of people have an issue with is it, they think, Oh, I need to hear God. I need to hear him audibly. I don't trust myself enough to have that information because it, let's say God speaks to me audibly. I'd be like, Oh, that's me talking to myself. But he like he will move your path where where you need to be, and sometimes he's gonna put you. And sometimes you may be like in a bad situation, not necessarily tempted to sin, but like you know financial trouble or you know struggle struggling with something or circumstances are bad. But then he he uses that for you know his glory, and and that's the that's the best thing. So and I and the something that's really cool is like when I'm just trying to become more like Christ through you know relying on him, praying with him, connecting with him. It, it, it talks about in Revelation that, you know, Jesus will say to like those who like served him faithfully, well done, my faithful servant. And I think that's the best possible thing I could hear from God is well done, my faithful servant. You completed the race. You did it. Now it's time to spend eternity, you know, with my creator. Well, that's like, I wish I like had that belief. Mine are like too chaotic. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I like wish I was happy <laughs> every oh time God, every right. time will shares his like a story or sometime that you saw god acting through someone or anytime that you said i felt moved to do this because of my religious beliefs it's really like it sounds kind of from me coming from me sappy but like it's really a beautiful thing and i think that with again without wanting to say anything 
too inflammatory, I think that the world is definitely progressing in a more secular direction. Right. There are definitely people like you that are still very deeply rooted in their faith, but as a general statement, I think that society has started to move away from that. And hearing how grounded in your faith you are, I think that that's incredibly valuable because really William you are an astounding human being and you do very good things for the people around you so when you talk about religion I think it is very important to note that so much of religion is what can you do for others and not necessarily for yourself just to just quickly touch on what you said in terms of like secularization there's clearly been you know ups and downs of Christianity like in the times of Rome Christians were heavily persecuted then all of a sudden they were it was the state-sponsored uh, state-sponsored program, uh, state-sponsored religion <laughs> of uh, Rome, which is really fascinating. But yeah, so God, Jesus talks about um, that the path to is narrow and that not many people are going to take it. And I think even when we you had societies where people claim to be Christians, the path is still mar- narrow. Uh, to quote, you know, from the Gospels, many people will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do, uh, I forget the exact wording, but didn't, you know, didn't we like praise you? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? And then he says, I never knew you. Because the heart condition wasn't really there, and they didn't, and they weren't truly like actually having that relationship. They just claimed they did. So I think even with, you know, having a society that claimed to be Christian, that made you know, it's good that those values were being you know spread, but not not necessarily everyone who claims they are is. Um, that's more of something that's we I can't determine for other people, but that's based on you know, if you tr- if you truly believe and or not. So. Yeah, Sophie, I want to hear about yours, because I know you shared it with us uh, a while ago, but I think it's fascinating. Um, Well, thank you, I guess. I would say that I think my, my views on religion are, my personal religion at least, are complicated. I think when I view, when I'm reading or studying history, it for me it's it's very non-emotional. Like, I don't feel like the emotional connection to religion like you do, Will. Catherine, I don't know if you feel an emotional connection to what you believe, but I don't necessarily. I believe that God exists for the basic reason that Catherine actually described in the beginning. It's more of a mental... It puts me... It mentally puts me at ease. I say there has to be something more than this. Like, this can't just be it. That being said, I hate whatever... I think I might hate whatever God does exist. To, when you look at the suffering of people on an individual level and on a global level for years, I don't understand how a God, and I went to Catholic school for many years, how a God that I'm supposed to worship as being all-forgiving and all-loving can treat people that way. And I think that I've attended one too many funerals for people who believed that God would save them, and he never did. I think agnostic is the way it's described. I think I want to believe more than I actually do. And hearing Will talk about the connection not only between what you think and say your connection to God is, but what you feel in your heart, it isn't there for me. So I guess taking that for whatever you will, I have massive respect for people who are religious of any sort. Like I mentioned earlier, I think that educating yourself on religion is the best thing that you can do, educating yourself on any religion. If you want to have an intelligent discussion about Buddhism, and you know nothing about Buddhist philosophy, then you can't have an intelligent discussion. Every time I talk to Will about his religion, I always learn something new. And it's very enlightening, I think, every time. And it's 
endearing for me to listen to your William's perspective, and yours as well, Catherine. You are entitled to believe whatever you want to be, and like, or whatever you want to believe, and I think that it's actually a beautiful thing that you're like, this is who I, you're a very organized person, you're like, I believe that God is a number, and it fits very well with your personal philosophy, and William, I think yours fits very well with your personal philosophy, and if I may say so myself, I think mine fits very well with me. Somebody asked me once, and it might have been, well, like, you know, what kind of God do you believe in? And I think I said, like, I am my own God. Which that sounds, is iconic. Which iconic. Sounds, thank you. Which sounds very megalomaniac. But um, I honestly do genuinely believe that people need to forge their own way. But there is always room for the Judeo-Christian values regarding ethics, regarding kindness, regarding selflessness. And that stems from, I think, my Catholic upbringing, going to Catholic school for so long, and believing that the definition of God, as Will sees it, has to exist. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to get along with him. So, today we discuss our differing views on religion, as well as the different ways that religion can be seen throughout the world today. We greatly appreciate the civility of the discussion, and everyone sharing their thoughts and opinions. Thank you to the both of you. I'm Sophie Dasko. I'm Will Blystaff. I'm Catherine Beffler. And this has been state-sponsored programming. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode of state-sponsored programming. So for this episode, we're having a little special, if you will. If you follow us on Twitter at SS underscore programming and retweet our post of this episode, you could win, wait for it, a free state-sponsored programming t-shirt. That's right, a free state-sponsored programming t-shirt. Don't miss out and go to at SS underscore programming on Twitter for your chance to win. We're on most podcasting platforms, so wherever you are, make sure to give us a like, follow, and five stars. This is state-sponsored programming, signing off.